And welcome back to Ready, Set, Review, your favorite podcast for movies, comics, and culture. I'm doing my best Anthony impression. <laughs> this is Matt. And I'm Anthony. And we have a special guest today. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Ken and Fodder's own Ed Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you might remember Ed from such other podcasts as the Rise of Skywalker review episode and... <laughs> I'm still angry. <laughs> yeah, I'm never going to get over that one. Excited to be back here. We're back in a shared universe, uh, our favorite studio to, to podcast in. Uh, just really excited to, to be back and see things are starting to, to kind of open up when we get a chance to kind of come out and support uh, the local businesses that we absolutely love and, and that help us to, you know, to kind of create amazing content that we can that we can put out yep so um so let's get right into it because (laughs) the last uh this is like a direct sequel to our last episode um last episode (laughs) we talked a lot about the official release of the snyder cut that'll be coming to hbo max in 2021 um and in the last couple weeks since we've talked about that there's just been a flurry of new activity in the dc eu which is our favorite thing to talk about because it's so spectacularly fucked up (laughs) Um, it's just such so a ridiculous. mess. It's just a giant mess. So let's talk about the let's talk about what would be considered good news first in the DCEU. There it, are it was canceled fandom. <laughs> Fan, fandom. I what? think that's that's the obvious first great thing that they're coming out with. Fandom is the big essentially online con right. that DC is going to be doing because DC wasn't a part of Comic Con right. last year. Right. Yeah. Because they fucking suck and had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. um, they were like, "Uh, wait, what do we do?" So at <laughs> Fandom, the big rumor is that they are going to officially announce that Michael Keaton is coming back to play Batman in the DCEU that's been more or less confirmed that he's having talks with Warner Brothers right now, um, but nothing has been officially announced yet, but most of us here um, at Ready, Set, Review and fans in general, true reviewers, are fully expecting this to be a true rumor and honestly hoping that it is because if there's one thing the DCEU needs, it's a, a good fucking actor to play a good fucking character. Yeah, and someone that... Idea. And, and you can... You can, you can can you know uh, you can milk the nostalgia of having Michael Keaton now something that we've obviously talked about for a long time is the Batman Beyond theory and is Michael Keaton going to be essentially Bruce Wayne in the chair and the answer is still no <laughs> uh, no but getting closer no they are no if Michael Keaton comes back he's going to be an older Batman they're going to turn him into the yep. Nick Fury of the DC universe and they're going to use Flashpoint if this movie ever fucking comes out and like I've been like I've been saying. Since before Ready Set Review is even a podcast, they are going to use Flashpoint to softly reboot Re- the reboot entire the goddamn entire, thing. Yeah, yeah. They're going to take everything that they think works and get rid of all the other shit that that definitely doesn't work. And we're going to have you know we're going to have Gal Gadot, we're going to have Jason Momoa, and rumor also now is that Henry Cavill is in talks to come back, but not as a uh, as a leading part. No more solo Superman movies, just popping up in other movies, which we've also talked about before. That's the best way to use Superman. Yeah, 100%. he should. always be deus ex machina because you hope that Superman the rest of the time is out saving people's lives stopping disasters you know things like hurricanes and and things like that and he's just out helping the world and he's just being a hero and a beacon for other people to 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 look up to you know and I, I think that would be I think that would be awesome because right. Superman's a natural connector for DC, you know. I mean, yeah. yeah, because because he can play in the like 
god and like fantasy world of like Shazam and and Wonder Woman. He can play in the Batman world. You know, he can and just you know him being a reporter, he can just have a natural reason to go around and all that stuff. I think that's the perfect way to to use him. And yeah. it does seem to Flashpoint to point this out. They're going full Crisis on Infinite Earths, you know, the Arrowverse version of right. this. They they, yep. they saw how well that worked and they and they're thinking, "All right, how can we steal this idea? Right. I love that they're doing it. It's great. Yeah, which Absolutely. is what we've been saying forever because it's like yeah. it's so obvious. Like, I mean, at, at this point, you know, I don't care. I don't care who you know how much you want to suck Zack Snyder's dick and how much you love Batman versus Superman, which is the worst movie ever made. It is not there is there's false. there's no false. way that you can sit there and objectively say that DC made the correct decision to rush their shared universe with Batman yeah. versus Superman. It's it's just it's it's fact it is not it was not the right decision yeah no and, and it certainly didn't work out for them and, and they just tried to shove too much they tried to do too much too quickly they could have done it if they did it just a hair slower yeah. right where they could yeah, have they could have, they could have built it they you you even if you build a character that like a movie that all of a sudden has batman superman and wonder woman all in it right. all at one time in one movie you build it slowly yeah of course right so that's why so that's why this news is so exciting because it makes you seem it makes it seem like they're they're finally starting to get it yeah. um and and doing things the way they should be done but then but then we got the other news this week about Ben Affleck also coming back as Batman yes and potentially yes. Like, and yeah, and, and I'm the sorry. News site that uh, Anthony shared with us. I've yeah. seen it on multiple news sites I, I, now. I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't seem. Credible. Yeah. So so he, yeah. So here's the thing. I, from what I understand, the contract signed. So here's that's, the that's thing. Until until I see it on like Hollywood yeah. Reporter on Deadline, I don't buy it because the whole reason that Ben Affleck, when he finally admitted like why he left the role of Batman and left the whole DCU, is it was you know he said it in a nice way, but basically it was because the whole thing was a clusterfuck and yeah. nobody knew what was going on. There was no direction for the entire universe, and he was just like. I don't have time for this. I'm over it. Which I don't blame him, yeah. right? Like yeah. the smart move to do. So and, and like, so and like that pressure. was his there's big so thing. Yeah. It. So for, so for him to come back to that role, that says to me that the that DC has got all of a sudden all has all of their ducks in a row and yeah. knows exactly what they're going to be doing. Which again makes even less sense because the Robert Pattinson Batman movie is still happening. They want to bring Michael Keaton in also. How many fucking Batmans do we need in the goddamn DCEU, okay? like Yeah, but here's the thing. Who is their Kevin Feige? Like, the reason Marvel works is that there are tremendous creative people involved, right? right? Like, you, you got Ryan Coogler, you got the Russo brothers, you've had right. all these people over time. Taika Waititi, excellent creatives. Right. But... At, at the end of the day, there's somebody up top, Kevin Feige. He doesn't make all the decisions, but he's the one who kind of is the final, you know, the buck stops here. Yeah, he absolutely. Provides the structure. And, and we thought that, he, like, for a while... He's in charge of continuity. Yeah, we yeah. thought for a while that, like, you know, Zack Snyder was going to be there for the DCEU. Then it seemed like Jeff Johns and... Um, yeah. And then uh, Joss Whedon kind of took that right. over. And now it's kind of like... And there's been talk of Jim Lee even I mean, doing I, some of it. You know what yeah. they should do is, I mean, Patty Jenkins maybe, or yeah. like you know, like like well, like they should they should pick somebody because they still haven't picked it yet, right? right? Maybe Zack Snyder takes up you know. 
that baton after right. the Snyder Cup, but we still don't have a leader yet, and that's why I don't know if they're going to be signing these contracts and all this stuff. And that's why I don't, don't know where they're going. Yet. And that's why yeah. I don't really believe the bat the Batfleck rumors yet because it it just it none of that like we don't know any of that. So and it's possible that they're it they're could totally they're, they're playing it all close to the yeah. chest and they're all going to release it at Fandom. But normally a lot of this stuff you at least start to hear about, and now all of a sudden all this shit is happening and it all seems to be on the back of the Snyder Cut, which is like I can understand that the Snyder Cut is successful in terms of like fan reception and critics that it would sort of restart where he had left off in but a we're sense. Not there yet. We we're not seen there it. yet. It's exactly. Not a right. Like so so it, it once again feels like DC is just doing what they love to do and announcing shit and then never following up on it. Yeah. <laughs> they just like to, they're just a hype machine. <laughs> also Flashpoint could be another Batman versus Superman. Like how many rumors are there about all the people and things that are going to be They're in on it? they're on like, their sixth writer and director like combo. Yeah. This movie was supposed to come out last like, year. Flashpoint <laughs> yeah. might end up it's, being it's another be like let's just try to catch like they they might try to make Flashpoint, you know, their end game and try to have you know all these things yeah and then it's going to be you know because here's the thing too we have yet to have an, an actual flash movie yeah we have no idea what flash's origin is we we haven't even met iris we don't even know what's going on that, but if there is a wally west right like, there is no flash backstory so right all to just sudden, throw flashpoint flash at you flash is going to have his own standalone movie but yeah. just like what would have been man of steel 2 right it's just going to be basically a Justice League that we're going to call right. a Flash movie and we don't even know this Flash character. They're going to do the classic yeah. Zack Snyder thing in Flashpoint where they give you his origin and his backstory over the opening credits and some like somber music and then from that five minute opening credit sequence we're going to know who killed his mother, who the reverse <laughs> Flash is, where Iris, where Iris West is, like the whole thing and then and then all of a sudden it's going to be Flashpoint and it's, it's like, oh. so yeah. confusing. It's going to be so stupid. We, I mean, you know, we see Thomas and Martha Wayne get killed every, you know, two years years or so yeah we, i mean we we don't see um iris's i'm um, sorry we we don't see wally west's family's problems and zoom right and all that we don't see that every right you know like no. yeah every year. He, he he has he's a nothing character right now he's ju just like wonder woman was in batman vs superman she's a nothing fucking character right. in batman vs superman she's just literally yeah. just there yeah. like literally just there for fucking eye candy and fan you know yeah yeah wonder woman it's the worst movie ever made. It's um, definitely not. If you watch it on mute, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a great movie. On mute. So you, so you mute. can't hear the plot holes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just seeing the action scenes. Yeah. So it's just like, and then and then so and then there's this other thing happening, like bubbling up in the DCEU right now. Um, for a guy that's not even really technically part of the DCEU, Joss Whedon. So all this stuff is coming out now. Ray Fisher started with Ray Fisher, who's saying that I. Forget what the exact quote is, but something like, you know, grossly unacceptable. Like, he made it sound like he was being, like, physically abused yeah, on yeah. the set of Justice League. And, you know, it wouldn't be the first time we've heard shit about Joss Whedon, but just, like, why has nobody else said this? Yeah, why hasn't like, this come I out just, earlier? You know, yeah. Like, they... yeah, it was shocking to me, too, because, I mean, I know that there have been some accusations coming about Joss, but also... Whenever you talk about like is this celebrity or this filmmaker good, and we don't know, like you know, or yeah. like a nice person, you know, we yeah. don't know, yeah. you know, we don't work with them. But I always notice who works with the same people over and over again. Right, right. You know, like mm -hmm. Soderbergh, Clooney. You know, they work a lot together. Right. You know, mm -hmm. so, you know Tarantino works with the same people over and over again. Yep. They're not going to do that if you know he's not you know, at least a pretty good guy. I mean, right. hell, uh, in the latest Tarantino movie, it was all the kids of people he's worked with. Right. Know? Right. So that's a, yep. that's right, a good right. sign. But I feel like Joss always works with the same people. Always. You know, the same yeah. people pop up. And and all his movies and all this stuff. So I, it was kind of shocking to me that apparently he has this like 
terrible like attitude and like en- environment yeah. on a set. Well, so I read I read more. There's some more details came out about that um, today to sort of like try to back up Ray Fisher's comments. Ray Fisher is cyborg for those of you that don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, for like 15 and, minutes. Yeah, and now right. he's part of this thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was saying one of the things that he was that he was quoting as like, you know, grossly unacceptable conduct or whatever his thing was, was apparently he was making fun of Zack Snyder's version of the movie when he came on to direct. And it's like Okay, yeah, like, you know, maybe that's a tad unprofessional and in poor taste because the guy had, like, a death in his family. But, like, (laughs) you know, like, uh, to me, making fun of somebody else's work in Hollywood, that's not grossly unacceptable conduct. That just comes with the fucking territory. Like, I I hate to be, like, you know, the snowflake argument, but just if that's really what happened, shut the fuck up. But he's Who cares? But he's not making fun of Zack Snyder's work, right? Ray Fisher's work. He's making yeah. fun of the movie that Ray, yeah, Fisher, that Ray Fisher has yeah, made. Exactly. And like, like, that's why I think, you know, it seemed like Affleck getting along. If Joss was, like, making fun of, like, Batman versus Superman and making fun of Justice League. Right. All the actors who are working on this movie, they were in those. Like, yeah. It's, it's like me coming in and, like, making fun of your podcast to your face. Right. Yeah. Being like, this is terrible. Right. Your podcast is better if it's on mute. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Which, like, I mean, I'd, I'd be strangely comfortable yeah. with. And again, but, e- but even, even if, you know, that's just, even if you make fun of me, that's just, you know, if you make a valid point, that's feedback. It's like, okay, you know, that's just your opinion, man. But, like, <laughs> I'm not going to go cry about it. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I mean, anytime you're, you're, you're creating creating something you're taking a risk that people are not going to like what you created right yeah. there's and there's nothing wrong with that right yeah. like there's nothing wrong with trying and failing there's nothing wrong with 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 people saying that they don't like something and they don't like it yeah there's nothing wrong with that yeah like, I'm, I'm so sick of people in Hollywood yeah. getting butt hurt when they get bad reaction like when Elizabeth Banks was like lashing out at people because she was like you know dude you know you guys just didn't like my Charlie Angels movie because you're just not ready for female heroes okay uh, a fucking incorrect like we we love female heroes and we yeah. have for decades b yeah. has it ever occurred to you that you just made a movie that people didn't like yeah like, just, yeah. well you know history is the story of the victor right and yeah, exactly and Zack snyder somehow in this case became the victor <laughs> which so, is so, so i feel like <laughs> mind-blowing that yeah. he made back-to-back movies that were yeah. terrible both man of steel as well as as batman versus superman they were not good they are they rewriting were not good they are rewriting the whole story of the DCEU. They're going to make it as though, you know, he was he was a victim and that he didn't get to make his his his, right, his, his vision. vision. His vision. And now he's going to make right. his vision, but I guarantee you the Snyder cut that we will see is not what he would have made then. Right. He basically gets a redo. Yeah, he gets a redo. What, what gets a mulligan. He's he's probably the only filmmaker who could release a film of this size and then basically gets to remake it. So he gets to he gets to take in every criticism and everything that he saw that didn't work. Right. And he gets to incorporate it. So now, you know, we'll get into it later. He's going to be able to throw in different characters, throw in different things, like all of a sudden Dark Side. All this stuff, it doesn't matter. It's going to be a different movie. I guarantee it's just going to be, it's just going to be nonstop yeah. fan service. Yeah. It's just and, going to yeah. like so every little thing. It's going to be cameos and all over the place. So blame, I mean, we've, we've blame it all on Joss. It's, it's going to be, it's, it's well, going to be him. Apparently Joss yeah. and, and Jeff Johns, yeah, right? Exactly. So yeah. Jeff Johns is yeah. the other that uh, it was because of him that Affleck, moved away and that right. was really the reason why he didn't want to do Batman he'd want to be Batman anymore yeah. because he had issues with Jeff Johns and Jeff Johns made it very difficult to like work with right. everyone and and create the story 
Um, and so that's, you know, so it's it's really Joss Whedon and, and Jeff Johns who are now not associated. And right. now Zack Snyder has the opportunity of hindsight yeah. so he can yeah. fix all of the things that didn't that didn't work well in the movie and then uh, and then be able to use them to then springboard into yeah. that. Oh, he did to do that. Yeah. I always yeah. wanted to do yeah. that. Yeah, they're just yeah. using. I mean, he was oh, Ryan Reynolds was always supposed to be a cameo. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they're just using me? they're just using Whedon <laughs> and Johns as a scapegoat for their nonsense. It's, it's it's like Donald Trump. But, uh, no, actually, uh, this was not my idea. <laughs> um, blame it on Obama oh, and no. uh, Johns and uh, Whedon. That was what they wanted to do. It was not what I wanted to do. They did it without me knowing. Everybody and I'm the victim knows. Here. Everybody knows. It's like, uh, it's going to be the greatest movie. Everybody knows that I am the greatest, even though I am the greatest victim. Yeah. I am the greatest storyteller of the our generation. <laughs> yeah. So then, so then yeah, oh, no. as you mentioned the Ryan Reynolds thing. So that's the other rumor yes. surrounding this right now is that yes. Ryan Reynolds is going to have a cameo as Green Lantern. And can I just tell you, okay. It's just so, so delicious. So, it's so, so delicious. If I was Ryan Reynolds uh, and they asked me to make a cameo in this movie, I would say yes. And 100%. I would, But I would come in and I would just be Ryan Reynolds and I would mercilessly make make fun of this movie to the point where they couldn't even put my cameo in the film because it was so fucking terrible. Dude, dude, I and I'm like just the idea behind bringing another bad movie into this already bad universe is hysterical. It is like to me like it just screams they they have to do it. I hope that they do it because it's just everything that the DCE. It's almost is. like the financial crisis where like they were packaging <laughs> all the subprime mortgages into one thing to make it look better. They're just packaging all these shitty movies into one thing and hoping somebody will buy it because so many terrible things might make a good thing. And then they're gonna have Flashpoint, and then they're gonna be like, okay, well, it's it's almost like the Council of Nicaea, right? Yeah. We like this part. We like this part. We like this part. Deep but cut. They get the hell out of here. We don't need that. And, oh no no no! We don't need this person. Anymore. The DCEU. No matter what, is too I hope big they... to fail. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> too big to fail. Well, yeah, it's another, and no another matter thirty what, million dollars they're putting into the fucking Snyder cut. And, like... and, and and no matter what, if 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 they have this Snyder cut and there is not Cyborg at the end of the movie saying booyah to end the movie. I don't want to watch it. Well, that was one of the things that that was one of the things that Ray Fisher was complaining about too. He's like, he's like, Joss Whedon made me say booyah, and like, therefore, that's grossly unacceptable. Like, I'm sorry, a director made you say a line, and it's like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, I, I guess he was trying to get into that, you know, like it's kind of like the stereotypical, you know, like black sidekick thing. I guess is what he's going for. But you know, but somebody is made what an, he says. Yeah, I was, like, I was just gonna a, say. Don't yeah. get me wrong; it's a stupid catchphrase, right? But it is what he does, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, it is from the. It's comic not like book. we just not pulled like, this out of thin yeah, air, like you know. Just, you know, you know, threw something out there. No, but getting back to Ryan Reynolds, I just had a quick question for you guys. Have you read about how apparently, you know, that scene that we've seen in some trailers, where, um, it, where he said you would come. Yes, Alfred was supposed so, to yes. be the Green Lantern. So, yeah, yeah. So, so I guess maybe the Green Lantern was always supposed to be in this. And if so, why well, on earth would Joss take that out? Why? Because right, like, it was supposed to be unite the seven. Well, yeah, well, yeah. No, yeah. so no, I I know why Josh took it out because say what you will about Joss Whedon and like you know oh he's got a creepy obsession with women's feet like whatever okay I thought that was Quentin oh. Is no, Joss Whedon does the, the, bare, the bare feet women thing. Well, if you watch, if Tarantino does too, right? Yes, yeah. but Joss Whedon it does it hey, in a, a different way where it's like, right? yeah, there's like a lot of like, especially especially in Firefly. There's a lot of scenes yeah. of people walking oh, around the oh, ship, man. women in bare feet, like whatever. Yes. Like so, whatever you want to say about Joss Whedon, the one thing that Joss 
knows how to do, and you you cannot dispute this point, is tell a story. Yeah. And I believe that, so I think you're right, I think that the original intent from the Snyder cut was to have a Green Lantern appear in the final fight scene, and it would be like, you know, he, he he said you would show up. But if I'm Joss Whedon, and I look at what I'm assuming is a garbage dump truck fire fucking script of the original Justice League, and I look at that... Green Lantern showing up probably sticks out like the biggest sore thumb in existence because in reality is like because you only have even if you have a three hour movie yeah. right you still have you have so much story to tell even if you go with the, the dark side versus Steppenwolf there's so much story to tell there yeah. and there's apparently all this other cyborg backstory that's supposed to be there right. too so there's so much story to tell that sticking in my opinion Joss probably looked at it and saw sticking just just sticking Green Lantern in there like you to introduce the green lanterns any green lantern properly you have to take the story away from earth you have to take away the core story like you can't just rely on that cameo in the beginning where you see the green lantern in the old battle like you can't just serve as like Chekhov's gun right like you know like it sets up the green lantern yeah and when you and, and you know what's also cool too is that like that little sequence especially if it was a little bit longer you see the power set of the green lantern for those uninitiated no i totally yeah. agree to see him you know in the I mean, it, no, it's, but, but it just, wouldn't have been the worst. I, mean, I mean, yes, it would have. Yes, it would <laughs> yes, have. Yes. Remember how bad it was when Wonder Woman showed up? It would be that exact same thing. And they would yeah. even throw in the line, "Who's that? I thought he was with you. I thought he was with you." <laughs> like it would just, it would just be like I, I just, I believe that Joss probably saw it and was like, "This is not going to work in any context mm-hmm. of story because, like, cause, you know, because the one thing that Joss did in in in, Super, in, in Superman in Justice League that I thought was actually good was make Superman like a relatable character to everybody else. He like made him happy, even though it was yeah. like kind of ham fisted and like a little like you know. But that whole scene where they're in Kansas talking, you know. And it's like you the for the first time you get this idea that Superman wants to be a hero as opposed to some weird tortured martyr alien from another planet. Right. You yep. get the Superman you actually want to see. Like in my opinion, Joss was probably like, I'd rather focus on these elements of the story than just throw in more fucking random characters that we've never seen before. Right. And the big complaint when Justice League was going to come out was that the whole DCEU was too dark. It was yeah. too dark. It was yeah. too dark. It was too gritty. Too dark. Right. In every movie and everything. Yeah is gray and everything right. is dark right and so then all of a sudden you come out with someone who does he, he takes the that direction and right. he's like okay well we don't want to make another dark movie we want to now make a happy movie and then it's terrible and everyone yeah. is all up in arms and what are we going back to the dark movie that we wanted to get away from right. in the beginning because you got to remember correct because you got to remember in, huge over because you got to remember in justice league we still don't know half of these fucking characters nope. we know wonder woman now we kind of know batman we don't know Aquaman, and they do spend time in Justice League trying to get us to know Aquaman. Mm-hmm. We don't know yep. Cyborg. Apparently, his story was cut out. Um, you know, we we get to learn a little bit about Terrible the Flash. Character. We still mostly don't know him. So, from a story perspective, to just throw another character in there, as cool as it would have been to see him, you just again throwing another fucking character in there that we don't know about. And like, like, like how retarded he, he comes out like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just on the fucking Green Lantern monitor, and I saw that Dark Side was coming, so I figured I'd come in and help. You know, it's just like, <laughs> it's like it would just be so stupid. You you know? And there's well, also talk that like they're gonna have Martian Manhunter be in this, or at least yeah. the Martian, yeah, like the same. part of that opening battle. I'm sure it's just her, gonna be yeah. again, yeah. just gonna be a six-hour yeah. movie. Like, how is this gonna work? Well, I think so. I think it's gonna be three hours. Yeah, and it has to be. It has yeah. to be at least three hours. But at least they yeah. can do that on HBO Max. They yeah. can like split it up. Well, I mean, they have the you know they just.
just released the ultimate cut of of Batman versus Superman, which is the one that I prefer because it's got a, a lot of other characters. It kind of fills in some of the plot holes. And... Oh, so so you prefer ape shit as opposed yeah. to dog shit? Okay, Correct. Good at least it's bigger. At least you have I, I, more. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch that movie thinking I need more of this. <laughs> 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 Ooh, an extra hour of footage, you say? No. Do you tell. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a, but, I mean, that's very Zack Snyder. More Zack Snyder makes, like, if you look at Watchmen, and, like, like Zack yeah. Snyder, Zack's every single time that, like, so Batman versus Superman, there's been an ultimate cut that's released. Yeah. Well, so because the, the whole movie's the in Snyder fucking slow cut. motion. <laughs> the, the Watchmen movie that Zack Snyder did, there was an ultimate cut yeah. that is, like, three and a half hours yeah. or something like that, right? And, and it makes it a much better movie, but it's it's still, like... It's like, why can't you just do it right on the first time? Yeah. Oh, because Zach, because oh wait, so it all comes full circle because Zack Snyder is the victim, yes, and nobody wants is. to let him do his vision, accomplish or his vision. Ugh. It's like, give me a break. Ugh. He's like these, he's like, these like first year film students that are just like <laughs> the most insufferable. You know, like oh no, put a gray filter on it. It makes it like artsy and different. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Make the whole movie in black and white. Why yeah, don't you? the whole like, thing. Fucking shit bags. It, it'll be cool. I'm very interested to see what is going to be coming out in oh, I fandom. I, 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 in fandom, I think, I think to do a virtual event now to be able to have and remind people that there is still going to be, you know, the universe that's there. There is still going to be movies that are going to be made. Right. Yeah. That that life will get back to normal. And it's just a little bit like there's been so uh, so much ugliness recently, especially in the United States. Like it's a nice kind of like yeah. break and and. And like it's gonna give us something fun to kind of and look forward to. They're doing San Diego Comic Con virtual this year too, which is gonna yeah. be dope. Yeah, and which I think is, could be really cool. Yeah, and this might be the first time where DC has an advantage over Marvel, where it's that you know for economic reasons Marvel cannot release their movies without having that dual window. Like Marvel, they their movies need to have both the theatrical yep. and the at home yep. um, windows in order to be profitable. Yeah, right. And this Justice League, they can pretty much make it all under the circumstances no, no matter what the quarantine comes if there's a second wave or it starts right. starts to close up it seems like they're not, they're not going to shoot anything new mm-hmm. so they can just do this all you know like they can just be doing it all from home or like in small groups go into an editing bay they can remake this whole movie you know while social distancing so this movie will definitely come out it could be the the biggest movie to come out cuz if it's you know first quarter to you know 2021 yeah. you know even best case scenario we're still waiting on a vaccine you right. know movie theaters are still not you know full capacity so yeah. this could be like the big release yep and this so if they do it right which they won't this could be really <laughs> big but which they know. won't which they won't yeah. I, yeah i i can't wait to see it and i, I just i but then again, what what would we talk about? Like, what would you guys talk? about? I know the DCEU like, stopped fucking up. Like, we wouldn't like have anything. Zack Snyder like retired. I know. But the only do? reason the only reason we keep talking about it is because they keep releasing and doing these news pieces, right? Yeah, they keep first, fucking up. First, it was Michael B. Jordan that was going to be Superman, and then well, he's not going to be Superman, and now Henry Cavill's coming back as Superman, and then Ben Affleck is not going to be Batman. But and there's a new Batman movie, and there's a new Joker movie, and like, but none of them connect. And it's like, what part are they? Are they? Are they all in one universe? Are they going to be brought into one universe? So you just have no idea, and it's so unclear as opposed to what Marvel was, where it was very straightforward. Yeah. And it's like, look, we're, we're going to connect everything together. It's going to be really, really dope, and we're going to be able to create this amazing story, which I am worried about where Marvel goes next, and will the fact that they've had to go on a break for now so long, 
We've yeah. we literally we have now been almost a year without a Marvel movie, which hasn't happened in two decades or yeah. since since what two thousand eight? Yep. Like two two thousand eight since Iron Man came out, we haven't. There hasn't been a single year where we haven't had a more a but brand new already, Marvel movie, right? Like they're right there. You know, you know, like we would have had one if it had not been. I, I don't the know pandemic. because it's because it's we would have had Black Widow. They, yes. they finished the story, they closed the book, and now right. they have to start writing the next book and the next story and will they be able to do it as well as effectively because i've already heard that there are significant problems with um what's her name captain marvel right and she's had and they may move away from her and move more towards scarlet witch as like the main female like kind of leader and and protagonist see that's that's fine though i would be okay with that but i think captain marvel's getting a bad rep i feel like you know, like there was some complaints about like she didn't have a lot of personality in the first movie, right? And I would agree, but Brie Larson is a fantastic actress, who's yeah, capable yeah. of having a personality. And the reason she didn't have a personality in this first movie is because literally it was like a brainwashing, like like she didn't have one, right? So it would be, you know, I think the next movie could be great. I think I feel like she, she would just naturally become like, you know, because she had a little bit of that in Endgame. You know, like have something for me, Peter Parker. Like she yeah. has a little bit of a swag. They they could build that in, but I think Marvel's going to be fine. And I think if anything, the reset is perfect for them right so we had spider-man which is kind of like a coda if yeah. you will yeah the true yeah. ending yeah. yeah i mean that was the that was yeah. the after credit scene the and spider-man then, yeah. movie was the after credit and then scene. Have a nice period of time okay. where we don't have all this stuff so that you know like we have black widow which appears to be you know some sort of like prequel and then you know just tie in you know and then you, right well cause remember falcon and winter soldier are coming yeah vision and scarlet witch yeah. is coming yeah. and those are going to be all kind of like in between pieces to and, the next big and Whatever. the Eternals is going to be like a whole like it's going to be like that's going to be the reset. It's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy on on steroids. Like it's going to yeah. be this huge reset. Like because if you read like those, like because first off it's going to look brilliant because we've never seen like it. You know like they kind of build off of like um, like native like Southern Native American like culture like that like sure. like, like that is like to Thor is to the Norse mythology. This kind of builds off of you know like the Aztec and the Inca, and like so like the visuals are going to be very different. And it's you know it's going to be a huge reset. It's going to it's going to be like a secret like history of the Marvel universe kinda. It's going to introduce huge big characters, and I feel like the Eternals is going to be like a good like standalone. Stakes are big, and then eventually the Eternals comes in. But I feel like the Eternals being its own standalone thing is going to really help Marvel. Yeah, I totally agree. And then speaking of Marvel, <laughs> this is the real fucking headline for the MCU. And we all knew this was coming, but now it's, like, official. So it's, like, you can start just fucking wanking it right now. <laughs> J.K. Simmons has signed on yes. for more Marvel movies. And I am excited. Yeah, just, <laughs> just the, one of the smartest things that they could have ever done. Just bring in, every, you know, and not only an actor, but a character that everyone loves. Yeah. You know, J. Jonah Jameson. And, and just yeah. really exciting to have J.K. Simmons back in. And his after-credit after cameo. Like, so, so for the longest time... My biggest surprise, or one of my biggest surprise after credit scene cameos came in Days of Future Past, when yeah. you see Jean Grey, you know, from K. Jansen, and Scott Summers. Um, right. What is Scott Summers' real name? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, James Marsden. Yeah, James You see Marsden. James Marsden, and it's yeah. like, it's like you know, it was such a well-kept sequence. Like, oh, like, that's fucking cool. And they're there for, like, yeah. two seconds. Yeah. But then that has been 
1,000% eclipsed. I can't ever imagine a better after credit scene possibly ever existing where J.K. Simmons shows up as J. Jonah Jameson as, like, an obvious parody of, like, a um, of Alex a, of an Alex, Alex Jones, Jones type yeah. of thing, you know, yep. with the, the fat... Oh, God, it's, it's so fucking good. His hair is... He's a menace. His, 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 like, menace. It's such an amazing combination of, like, classic J. Jonah Jameson from the 60s and just, like, the version, you, you know, we got in, um, uh, in the Sam Raimi trilogy. Like... Ah, yeah. so refreshing. Yeah, it's really great. <laughs> and, and I had read that he already filmed one of the, the cameos, yeah. which I would imagine is either Venom 2 or it's gotta, Morpheus. It's got to be right? Venom 2, yeah. Because obviously it ties in so well to Venom because yeah. Eddie Brock in this reality right. is a is a journalist. So right, right. Him having any type of something to do with Jameson nice and easy. Also, the fact that Jameson is this like this Alex Jones type figure like he could just be on the TV in yeah. Black Widow like he, right. you know, he could yeah. just you know you never need he, to physically see him he can always be on yeah. the TV yeah he's just in the background yeah. on the TV yeah. which also makes it easy to just shoot these cameos right because nobody's needed for that so it's a closed set yep. yeah exactly yep. that's how they which is what they actually did so have you guys watched the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon show the one that was on Disney Plus no. for a little while no no, no. Is, so it, actually, is it no longer on Disney no, Plus no yeah it had four seasons um, well I mean no, I'm, I'm sorry uh, uh, Disney uh the, the channel, yeah, XD, whatever yeah. it was. It's, okay. It is on Disney Plus right now, yes. That's, oh, okay. that's what I meant to say. Um, but it was on for four seasons, um, and it was like, you know, yet another version of the Spider-Man animated cartoon show because they keep on stopping the good ones and remaking them for whatever. Um, but this one was particularly good, and J.K. Simmons plays J. Jonah Jameson in all of them, but they do it exactly that way. You never actually see him in person. He's always just like, you always see him like, Spider-Man will be swinging across the city, and there's a Times Square, um, you know, the Teletron, thing and it's JK and it's JK Simmons voice yeah. as J. Jonah Jameson doing like a Spartan Rans a menace like blah blah and it's just like it's so, it's so fucking great. Like wow, the video that's great. Game. I didn't know yeah, I, the video game exactly yeah, the video game where he he's a exactly. radio host. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and, and you hear him on the radio. Yep. Yep. As you're swinging right. around. He's got a podcast going yeah, on. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So they're all in the same universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so JK Simmons coming back as uh J. Jonah Jameson is just the fucking greatest. Like, yeah. it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> yeah, really, really, really cool. Yeah. Um, it's one of those perfect castings that you just, you know, it's the it's up there with the Hugh Jackman and the Robert Downey Jr. in terms of perfection in casting. And nobody yeah. else could play that nobody role. Nobody else could I mean, play that role. No. I mean, we're, you know, we're going to see Spider-Man movies the rest of our lives, so somebody will. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, nobody else can play that role. Yeah. Um. So, other fun new things coming that I want to talk about. Um. So, I'm not sure how I feel about this yet. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is getting another, yet another movie yet, yet another. made, um, but Seth Rogen is attached to this reboot, and that gives me all sorts of strange hope and promise, because it's <laughs> like, so like Seth Rogen, in, in my mind, when Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg get together, his writing partner Evan Goldberg, yeah. like they're you know, knock on wood, more or less can't miss in terms of script. Like, they just put out consistently quality scripts over and over and over again. And to take a... I think that Seth Rogen would be the kind of person to go all the way back to the original Eastman comics, the Kevin Eastman comics, and Black take and some white, of that, yeah, really noir. and take yeah. some of that dark, those dark elements that appeared in the comics, and bring that into his unique style of just dick fart joke humor, and make like a slightly <laughs> edgier and more comedic version of, like, like almost like dark, not like dark comedy, but like, you know, just like a Seth Rogen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, I, I think yeah. it's cool. A- it's going to be animated. 
Okay, B. Yeah, even better. It's going to be marketed to children. You're not going to have a dark comedy. You don't know that. It's Teenage Mutant know- Ninja Turtles. It's Seth Rogen. <laughs> but his dialogue works. Like, you, can yeah. See, yeah. you can see the turtles yeah. saying the stuff from, like, Superbad. Right. It's going like, to be you like. You can just see that. It's going to be like Sausage Party meets Superbad meets, yeah. like, the original Dark Noir comics. Like, that, it could. Okay. Like, I think it's going to be a good. Sausage Party is definitely a very underrated movie because it was really hysterically funny, yeah. actually. Yeah. Your headphones are on backwards. Oh, is it? Well, yeah. Who cares? I just noticed it. I thought you'd like to know. <laughs> how is that, to, I like that, how that not just, comfortable? He just wanted to call you out on something you're doing visually in a completely <laughs> like, it, auditory Yeah, in a forum. completely auditory forum. It still feels the same. <laughs> it doesn't feel less comfortable, like more comfortable. Like when, you, no. when, you, when I flip them and then it's on the wrong ear, it feels so uncomfortable. Hey, no, hey we're know. recording this anyway. in surround, <laughs> so now you don't know who's yeah. to your left and who's surround to your right. Surround sound, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So yeah, so I think that they could do a. I think. <laughs> Why did you even bring? Now that I'm checking up? if mine are on. Right? I think yours are on backwards too. Yours are on backwards too. I don't see a left or a right. Because flip them around. Okay. Who, can we edit this out? See, there you go. That's right. Uh, no, we joys, no, we will wear our headphones correctly in this podcast the, the studio. Joys, the joys of creating a podcast with Matt Magnifico. And, and for those of you who haven't seen a shared universe where we're filming, yeah, it's like a visual explosion. There are like That's comics, toys, props, posters. Thing. I get so inspired everywhere. And the thing that he fixated on <laughs> was, was my backwards yeah. headphones. Not, not the like fifty toys directly behind Anthony. <laughs> yeah, of I, want, I want them all. Of course, I want that Yancey Street sign so, so bad. So, I mean, with Seth Rogen creating a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon movie, right? Would they? So, the only reason that they would create Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again as an animated movie is because it's got a huge franchise attached to of it. Of course, yeah. So you, but that franchise is directed towards children, right? So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was one of the original things that created like branding on other products right. where you had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, lunch boxes and 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 uh toothpaste right. and stuff like that and like they were flying off the shelves just right. because it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's what they're talking about yeah. with with having a new movie. So you can't make it a gritty dark movie because you have all of these other things that you need to be able to associate it and direct it towards children. Well, no, I don't think it's going to be gritty or dark. I think it's just going to be more adult centered in its humor. I, I, they're going to do, they're going to do, hey, how many times, how many times have you gone back and watched Rocco's yes. Modern Life? Yes. You know, and okay. we were like, a Ren and Stimpy, and we, as kids, we were like, no. this show is the greatest. But and then we watch it now, and you're like, and you're like, for kids. Yeah. but they were on Nickelodeon. <laughs> they they were marketed yeah, towards even, kids. Even Rugrats sure. had, you know, like, yeah, you know, all had, those yeah, shows yeah, did. Yeah, Rugrats yeah. had a couple of moments All those shows well. did. Yeah. And we were just talking about it before, you know, in the 90s, back when shit was cool, you had movies like Aliens, where people are getting ripped in half by fucking aliens, and with toys that children we're buying yeah. so I think it all I think it all comes full circle <laughs> yeah I guess you could do it maybe but I mean they just finished up on Nickelodeon a very successful uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon yes so I mean maybe this you know maybe they don't feel like they need to do another kid one right now like you know right. you know animated yeah you're cheaper. talking about TMNT or yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and like so with an animated film you can keep the budget a little bit lower like maybe they could really go already because you know that's just a you can have like different, you know, like continuities yeah. or different, like you can have like different versions of something. Well, because they yeah. and because they know that the market is there. Because even if they don't market it towards children now, 
we are just big kids. Like, yeah. they know that there is a market for people like us that grew up with the original Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles that would absolutely eat alive a wonderful, you know, more adult-centered version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Exactly. Yeah, and I think you are having a lot more of, of you know, kind of that grouping or, or that demographic that yeah. is people who are our age with still not any kids. Yeah, dude, right? Marvel movies are not making $2 billion a movie because it's mostly kids that are going to see it. It's right. mostly because of people like us in our early 30s that have jobs True. that are fucking going to see the movie three times. Yeah, yeah. three and four times and, and, and buying the DVD right. and <laughs> subscribing like to Disney Plus so that you can see everything. Yeah, one of my favorite toys when I was growing up that I got for Christmas was I had like that whole sewer yeah, and then I think yeah. the Christmas after I had oh, the van. Man. Yeah, oh. remember I used to have the blimp hanging from the yeah, ceiling in my bedroom. I had, I had, I had, yeah. the, I had the helicopter with the boxing gloves. Yeah, I had that one where you like you squeezed like the little trigger. The on van the, that uh, shot the pizzas robot. was the greatest. Yeah, the van was awesome. I never had the van, and I never had the Tetradome, right? Where, the, the, technodrome. Techno, technodrome. the Technodrome. Technodrome. Yeah, yeah. Because you know technology. Well, and yeah, but what was what was the one in GI Joe? That was the uh, Terror Dome? I think it was called the Terror Dome. And Transformers and then the had one too, right? Yeah. There was a Yeah. Yeah. Well that was the that was the one from the movie. What was it? Um uh Omicron or something? Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, wait, yeah. you mean the planet? Yeah. Yeah, so but uh, the toys just all look. Yeah, the, the toys. Right, the toys. They, all they were just insane. giant yeah. things and then they, yeah. they were like a circle and then it would open up. What was right? the planet called from the movie? Omna 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 yeah. Omnicron? Omnitron? Yeah, Omnitron? yeah Omnitron? something like, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was Peter voiced, voiced by yeah yeah uh, Peter uh, Spock. No, who was it? Uh, who? God damn it! I'm so mad. No, it was but, Spock. Yeah, no, it wasn't Leonard Nimoy that voiced yeah. the the planet. I think Leonard Nimoy Kicking was in it. No, but um, oh, this is gonna drive me insane. I gotta look it up. Oh, I keep talking about like this up. This is gonna drive me insane. Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Thank That's you. Right, yeah. Thank you. That's who it was. Yeah, because it was Orson he died. Right. He died. He, that, was his, that was the last he movie. He died made. before he finished his That's last right. movie. That's right. Right. He was trying to fund was technically his, his last movie, but Leonard Nimoy yeah. was in the Transformers movie as well. I think he was. Yes. Yeah. But Orson Welles was trying to fund this last project of his. He never got off the ground. He was trying to fund it by doing like that's why he's in all this crazy shit like right before he died. That's why he's right. in Transformers. He's yep. trying to. He's just trying to get money to make his own movie. Yeah. Like you'd yeah. be like, sure, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, Seth Rogen, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I mean, it, dick and fart jokes and smoking weed. And I'm here for it. I am way <laughs> here for it. Can you imagine how great a scene it would be where, like, Michelangelo is, like, they all get fucking high and just order pizzas, you know? Yeah. And imagine, like, what is the voice cast going to be? Is it going to be just, like, people from his movies? Is, like, is it going to be, like, James oh, it's, Franco it's, it's, it's and Leonardo? The, yeah, it's going like, to be the Seth Rogen verse. It's going to be James Franco, Jonah Hill, yeah. um, uh, Jay Baruchel, uh, you know, Kevin Danny, Young is Danny going to be uh, Danny <laughs> Bride is, I was going to say Danny McBride will be Splinter. Like should it's bring, gonna, You should bring Corey yeah. Feldman in yeah. to voice Donatello. Dude, it is going to be... in Corey Feldman. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the Seth Rogen verse, I guarantee it, and it's going to be awesome. I can't that, wait. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I can't that wait. Would, that would be... It, it, it could be funny. Yeah. It could be funny. I think funny. it's going to be great. Yeah. Um. So the last thing I want to touch on today on my list of things <laughs> is... So you guys know we're Dragon Ball Z fans. Yes. But we are not Dragon Ball Super fans. No. Because the majority of Dragon Ball Super sucks. It's terrible. The one Almost thing, unwatchable. The one thing that Dragon Ball Super has been getting correct, however, and it's very refreshing to see, is keeping Vegeta on par with Goku. They never, you know, they always sort of hint that Goku is stronger, and, you know, they always give him some other bullshit transformation to make that happen. But until those bullshit transformations happen, Goku and Vegeta are pretty much dead 
set equal in terms of their power level. Yeah. And in the manga right now, what's been happening is this new storyline with this character, Moro, and he's some sort of, like, you know, planet-devouring guy. He looks like a minotaur sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, he's a goat guy. Yeah, and he seems like a weird character, but he's got this weird power, because of course he does, where he absorbs other people, like every Dragon Ball villain, you know, yeah, absorbs like other Cell. people to gain their powers, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Cell, Majin Buu, like, they all fucking absorb Evil people. Shenlong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kirby? No, no, that's a different Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's been happening in the manga, and people have been, like, you know, losing their shit over it is because Goku gets his ass handed to him by the main villain while Vegeta's been off on Yardrat training and now Yardrat we all know is the planet that Goku um, gets kind of exiled on after the Frieza saga where he learns instant transmission and they all thought he was dead and it's fucking dope so Vegeta shows up in the latest issue of the manga with this like new power and this new technique and he absolutely stomps the main villain and they specifically state that Vegeta is stronger than Goku right now and it's awesome because we haven't actually seen this happen since the beginning of the android saga when vegeta first turned super saiyan right. and he's stronger than goku but then you know just like they do so the reason i bring this up is because in true dragon ball form they just can't let a good thing last and they immediately nerfed vegeta's powers in the next issue of the manga by having moro like oh nope i made a copy of myself and now i have all my powers again and now i'm even stronger (laughs) than i was before (laughs) dragon ball dragon ball was a once great show yeah it's just they they just they get into the loop and it's just they're doing the same thing over and over and over and over again so i just wanted to bitch about it because we don't talk about (laughs) dragon ball enough because dragon ball super has been so bad but this is particularly bad yeah Yeah. i've fallen off from it just because I think it's the problem with like some of these things that go on too long yeah, yeah. it's just you know they because yeah. they eventually like you say you have to like revert to the mean you have to go back to the way things used to be right and then well yeah. that's why so that's why Dragon Ball and GT we've talked about on the show before and Dragon Ball T get, GT gets a lot of shit but I like Dragon Ball GT better yes. than Super because one of the yeah. things that GT does is it gives you um, a new transformation the Super Saiyan 4 transformation yep. but across the entire series and granted it's a shorter series it's only like 65 episodes that's the only new transformation you get. Yep. So it's just him becoming stronger, Goku becoming stronger as part of that transformation. And that's also one of the biggest issues with GT is they literally forget every other character. It's just about Goku. So that's one of the problems. Um, you know, Dragon Ball Super at least remembers Vegeta as well. So it just gets annoying because they um, – they just keep on coming up with these new bullshit transformations. There's been already four new transformations for the Saiyans in Dragon Ball Super. There's the God transformation, the blue, Vegeta's perfected blue, and then Ultra Instinct. But I'm sorry, Ultra Instinct is fucking retarded. And you forgot Rose as well. For, oh for right, Goku for Black, Black Goku, yeah. yeah so Goku it's just Black. like which was the the only good storyline. Yeah, Goku Dragon Black storyline was great. So yeah. anyway, I just need to bitch about Dragon yeah. Ball for a minute before no, it, we it's, ended it's the episode because it, we have a party to get to. I wish I wish they would. I wish they would go back to uh, more of like an adventure story, which is what they did with Dragon Ball GT. They were trying to go back into that original Dragon Ball because the problem you get into is that if if it's all about just people fighting, then you just have tournaments and right. you know I'm gonna go and train and then I'm gonna fight you and then I'm going to go and train and I'm going to fight you and it's yeah. not about the Dragon Balls anymore it's not about an adventure or right. anything like that which is why the tournament of power was so stupid because like they introduced all these characters but the main issue was like you know if you lose your universe gets erased but it was so dumb because Goku had the idea for the tournament anyway right. and it's like it just became so retarded it wasn't like when they used to do world tournaments in Dragon Ball it was awesome because there was always a broader story villain connected to it like, you know yes. Tien was one yes. and then there was you know Piccolo later on and then even yep. though it was just so ugh, I hate fucking Dragon Ball Super yeah fucking sucks dick 
We're getting. You see, the the ladies are complaining because they're not home yet. Well, that's because we did a we did a two podcasts yeah, in a row yeah, today, a double today. Because so, I don't think it's been mentioned on your show oh, yet. It, it has not. We actually have uh, another podcast that's a, sort of like a passion project for us, um, and it is called Cannon Fodder. So C A N. O N. So canon, where we get a chance to talk about all of the different shared universes, um, and and what we would love, what can be linked. Wait, how do we draw the lines linking the different universes together, and what really could be considered all a single universe for a lot of different stories. So this week we got a chance to talk about Terminator. Uh, we're going to be talking about things like Aliens and the Predator movies. Uh, we're going to go into the Quentin Tarantino universe, of course, the View Askew universe. Um, and and many many others. The Universal Monster movies. You know, we're we're going to get a chance to kind of explore, uh, expand, and go into things like Fast and the Furious, um, and all of these different you know uh, kind of different stories to talk about what is and what is not canon. Yeah. So go and check us out. It's uh, Canon Fodder Podcast uh, on Instagram. It's at Canon Fodder Podcast. Exactly. Um, uh, don't forget, like and subscribe as well at Ready Set Review. Send us an email. Let us know your thoughts. Um, let us know you, how you feel about Fandom coming out. And as always, stay tuned, true reviewers.